Hello, my beautiful bossy people. Welcome to Boss. On this episode, we're going to be talking about your village, your tribe, your cheerleaders, why it is so important for you to have one, and how they can be so um, instrumental in your success. Hi, I'm Angela Calloway. And I'm Tisa Smart Washington, and this is Boss. Brilliantly owning self and success. So we're two friends on a journey to own ourselves and our success in the most authentic way possible. We found ourselves constantly on the phone, texting, motivating one another with different topics and ideas and having discussions around how to have greater agency in our own lives. And we realized we're not the only ones. So we invite you to come along on this journey with us. This is Boss, brilliantly owning self and success. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Boss. I am Angela Calloway. And I am Tisa Smart Washington. And this is Boss. And this is Boss. All right, so we said that we were going to be talking about village today and what that means. So your village is your group. It's your crew. It's the people in your life that support you, cheer you on, believe in you, see the best in you, want the best for you. Who are those people? You may have one person, you may have three people, you may have 10. Now that would be hard to believe, but you might have 10 people that sincerely, legitimately cheer you on and support you. So what is, what defines, first of all, what characteristics makes up someone who you should consider a part of your village? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> you know, because I think sometimes we give those roles or mm-hmm. we give those 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 duties to people because of their title and yes. not because of their behavior. That's right. So you may think, well, my village is my mom or my sister or my brother, because they should be my village. And sometimes... Those people are not your village. They're not your village. Though your village are it makes what makes up your village. The people that um, are there for you, they show up for you. Mm-hmm. They support you. They encourage you. Yeah. They hold you accountable. That's so right. your village isn't always the folks that are telling you exactly what you want to hear. As a matter of fact, I would say that if you only have folks in your corner that tell you what you want to hear. They're probably not a part of your village. They just want to enable you to 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 keep doing whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's healthy or unhealthy. I agree. I think we. I think you can have your hanging buddies. I yes. I got my hanging village, and this is and the and this these are the individuals that we can hang out and laugh and have a good time. And then I have my village that I know if I find myself on the side of the road. <laughs> With a knot on the side of my head, these are the people that's going to come get me, going to wash me up, put some clothes on me, and send me back out into the world and help put me back together again. That is the definition. It For me, the definition of village are the people that get in the trenches of my life, be it good or bad. The tr- Whether it's Girl, let me give you this recipe so you can make this soup. <laughs> yeah. Or 
Girl, let me talk to you about how to get your hair right. Because this little natural hairstyle you're working with today is not cute. Or let me help you with this business venture that you're doing. You need to do this or do that. It's the people that actively engage in helping you live successfully. They make the burden of life better. And I would even uh, take that a little bit further, farther, further, 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 take that a little bit further and say that your village is that group of people that you are willing to be that for them as well. That's good. Because you can have an advocate, yes. somebody, a sponsor, a supporter. That's good. But is that necessarily a part of your village? Or maybe there's levels to this. Who said that, Cardi B? That's that. <laughs> <laughs> that is levels to this? There's levels to this. Levels to your village. Yes, that's good. That's good. I, I agree. I think that I think there are levels to your village. I think um, T.D. Jakes uh, did a talk years ago. This just popped up in my mind. He did a, a sermon years ago talking about you have to realize who is a, who's in your life and they're alone just for what they can get out of the relationship. So they'll look like village. Yes. They'll look like a true friend. They'll look like they are there. They're, they're, they're look like friend. They'll look like a true friend, but they're really only there for what they get out of it. And then you have people that are there for you. Not for what you bring. Yes. Not for what you do. Not for... It. They are there because they love and support and believe in you. Yes. Whether you are winning or failing, it's all about you. Yes. And don't take that for granted don't take that for granted because sometimes we take for granted the ones that are doing that are in the grind with us yes and those are really it's not necessarily the one that's introducing you to the big wigs Yes. That's really a part of your village. Yes. It's the one that's staying up with you late at night and helping you put stamps on that envelope. But you still have to understand. But then but then you need to understand, are you putting a stamp on the envelope because you think when that True. you're going to get something out of it? True. Or are you putting a stamp on the envelope because it's me? Yes. What's motivating you to stay up at 2 o'clock in the morning and put the stamp on the envelope? Yeah, that's true. And that's the question I had to ask myself in my relationships I, I sat back one day and said, wait a minute, I'm surrounded by people, I'm surrounded by individuals. One, there is no one here putting stamps on the envelope in the middle of the night. Who is here putting stamps on the envelope in the middle of the night? Who are the ones that are showing up to put stamps on the envelope in the middle of the night? And why are they putting stamps on the envelope in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. Who are the ones that really care? Yeah. Yeah. I started to reevaluate. I feel like I'm up late at night putting stamps on envelopes. I feel like I'm up late at night for your emergencies. I feel like I'm up late at night championing your dreams. I feel like I'm cheering you on. I'm your cheerleader and you know you can count on me and you say it. But one hand is not washing the other. So I'm your village, but you're not mine. Right. So again, you may be my helper. You may be my advocate. You may be my supporter. But there's a difference when I include you in my village. That's right. Yep. 
That's right. I th- and I think we have to spend time knowing who those individuals are because we find ourselves hurt. Yes. We find ourselves disappointed when we have those, when we have people who we love and will go to the line for and they won't do the same for you. Absolutely. And sometimes you can find, you can find that anywhere. I, and I think you tapped on something so key. We think that sometimes village should be family. Mm-hmm. We think it's mom. We do think it's, we think it can be husband. We think it should be your husband or your wife. But my wife is supposed to be my health me. My wife's supposed to be there. And your wife is completely otherwise. Right. <laughs> she She's not your village. Or he, as your husband, is not your village. You have to know who those individuals are that really, and it doesn't mean that you throw people away. It doesn't mean that you say, oh, okay, because you're not village, I, I don't fool up with you. It just means you understand who they are and what their role is. And that's key. You have to understand what their role is. There's this meme that goes around Facebook every once in a while. And it's, you know, it's always talking about haters or people that don't celebrate, like watch who's not celebrating with you. And sometimes just because somebody is not celebrating with you yeah. does not necessarily mean that they are a hater. Yeah, or against you. Right. Just because somebody is not co-signing on everything that you want to do does not necessarily mean they're they're a hater. Now they could be. Like mm-hmm. let's let's get it clear. They That's could right. just be hating. But we have to get out of this mindset that you are only for me if you co-sign on everything that I do. I agree. Because we're not always 100% right. They may have a different experience. They may be able to see something. They know you. And, you know, sometimes you know your friend is going to talk that that hype game. You know, Angela would say, uh, has, has, has coined one of my favorite phrases, which is a vision without action is just good conversation. That's what it is. And so you, so your friend may know that when you, you big on vision and not so big on action. And so for the 10th time or the 15th time or the 20th time, they're not hyping you up because they did it 20 times before. And it's like, now you're on to something else. That doesn't mean that they're not necessarily a part of your village. Your village should be there to help balance, bring equilibrium to your ups and downs, help keep you grounded. And sometimes you do need that person that says, okay, wait a second. Let's roll this back a little bit. How are we actually going to accomplish this? I think um, knowing your role, knowing that person's role is very important because they may not be up with you at three o'clock in the morning licking stamps, but they're going to make you that cup of coffee at six o'clock in the morning when you need it. Come on. Yes. That those people, your village should know what you need. And be able to be there for you when you need it. So I, you didn't necessarily need somebody to be up with you licking stamps. That's good. Too. But you need somebody to get up with you with that coffee the next morning. Get the coffee. Yes. That's good. I need village a lot of times. I, I am not one that always needs you at 2 a.m. <laughs> you might not like me at 2 a.m. But the mirror. The mirror is important for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like a good village reflects you back to you both good and bad a, a good village a, a, people that belong to my village my core my these are my core they, they gonna hold it up Angela you're great in this area 
and Angela, you suck in this area. <laughs> They're going to say, this is where you're great. This is where you're not great. This is where you need to improve this. I, I need the mirror. I need to be, I need to see the reflection because we don't, we're not always able to see ourselves clearly. Yeah. We're not able to, I need to be able to sit down and say, okay, guys, you know what? I'm acting a fool right now in my marriage and is it me or is it him? Do I need to go thump him upside the head or is it me? And as my village, my village will look at me and say, girl, that's you. <laughs> yes. If he talking to his village, he gonna come home and thump you upside the head. That's, that's a good village. A good village is gonna tell you, you. Right. And I think you used a great word when you said accountable. Yes. They're going to hold you accountable. This is going to have to, you're going to have to rise in this area. You're going to have to come up a little further in this area. Because ultimately, we all want to be associated with good people. We want quality people in our life. And I'm not talking about quality in the sense of things. I'm talking about quality in the sense of how you love and care and support me. We all want solid people with us. Nobody wants to have friends that's trifling and janky and raggedy and not there for us. You, you feel like you're alone and isolated in the world because you don't have anybody. We all want people with us, even if it's one or two. You want those and you want to know these my true blue. Right. This right. my man. This my girl. These are, I can count on this person. We're not, we're not perfect people. So if I got a little area that's a little slack, you might have to pull me forward a little bit. I per one of the areas that, um, that I have, that my friends have to hold me accountable is now this is a moment. This is a moment of transparency for me. <laughs> Alcoholism runs in my family mm -hmm. and we drink mm -hmm. and I mean we can go like we can really go <laughs> and I'm laughing but that bottle is real and one of the things that my friends know is it's okay to say hey you hit that bottle pretty hard <laughs> you you're enjoying the bottle a little bit too much and I've learned to watch for the signs like, I watch for the signs in myself, you know, and it's just, it is what it is. My husband is not a big drinker, but my kids are aware of what an adult beverage is because mm -hmm. their mama enjoys adult beverages. So my friends have to be able to say, hey, you, I don't know if you realize it, but the last three times we went out or the last four times I saw you, you certainly had a cocktail every time I saw you. Like, come on. You need to have at least one or two times you're not having a cocktail all the time. That's a part of the accountability of my friends. Because nobody wants the alcoholic for the friend. My husband don't want to be married to an alcoholic. My kids don't want an alcoholic mama. And I don't want to be an alcoholic. Right. And nobody woke up in the morning and said, you know what? I think I want to be an alcoholic today. That's true. That's true. <laughs> nobody, nobody said that. That's true. I don't know one alcoholic that woke up and said, you know what? I think I want to be an alcoholic in my life. Nobody says that. Yeah. You, you're not aware of it. You're just having a drink. 
Oh, I'm having me a cocktail this Friday. Oh, I'm having me a cocktail this Monday. Wait a minute, I had a cocktail. Had a cocktail every day this week. But I think that that when you touched on the accountability piece, it is having people in your life that hold you accountable and you being open to being held accountable. Oh, yeah. Because if you're not in a space to receive what your village is willing is is going to give you, then it's, that's going to break your village down as well. Yeah. Especially in those moments where it runs counter, what they're telling you runs counter to what you want to do at that time. You got to be open. You got to be open. And I think, and I think you, I used to have a friend when I was real young, young years, y'all young years, we party hard. And I would say, Hey, we're going to have to put this bottle down for two months <laughs> because you and I like to party together and we like to party the same and we party real good. And I realized we've been partying real good together. And the minute one of us going to be in trouble, we need to stop. Let's, 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 let's let the bottle rest. We're going to need to get, we're going to need to enjoy our social activities without wine. You know, I was somewhere, um, the other day and somebody said, wine is it alcohol. <laughs> It is. I was like, I don't know who all those word you talking about, but it's, it's alcohol in mine. But it was like, oh no, wine isn't really alcohol. It's grape juice. I said, oh okay, can't hang out with you. <laughs> that that reminds me of a little. Um, it was a little video I saw on Facebook. I be on Facebook too much, but it was communion, and it was a person who clearly it was their first time having communion because they were given the the what is it the cup yes and instead of taking a sip and passing it along they drink the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) oh come on here talk about oh thank you child i was needing that (laughs) see that person needs to be pulled to the side later and say it's time for you to put the bottle down your village needs to have a conversation because you didn't recognize communion was a sip move you didn't you guzzled yes your village has to do that. You know, your village, you have to be able to be vulnerable with your village and say, hey, this is an area that I struggle. This is an area where I'm not all the way together. And your village has to be strong enough to say, hey, I see this is an area where you struggle and I'm not going to let you struggle here or I'm going to hold you accountable here. I don't want the alcoholic running around. Let's let's work on this. And I'm going to support you where you need to be supported. In the way you yes, need to be supported. Yes, I think sometimes we have those people in our lives that are there to celebrate yes. when it's time to celebrate. Yes. Right? And so, so for example, if I have a car, I don't need you to pick me up. That's right. But if, if you know, something is going on at the house, I may need to call on you then. That's right. You know? It's, it's it's those people in your life that help fill in your areas of deficiency. Yes. And don't judge you, but they're just there to help help raise you up in the areas where you need a little bit of help. And you know what I find? I find that a lot of times some of my strongest village members or my, my tribe people, I don't even talk to every day. Mm-hmm. That they're not the people that I'm that I that I am necessarily because I don't really have time to talk to everybody every day. She, I, I'm over here trying to get it done, honey. I got stuff to do. But they are the ones that when when I need to count on you, I absolutely know that I can. Yep. 
And it's without judgment. Mm -hmm. It is without girl. And sometimes if that is necessary, it might be a girl, but it's a loving girl. It's not a, it's not a girl that tears me down. It's not a girl that when you finish, I feel bad about myself. Yes. It's a girl that says, all right, now, you know, this is a little bit trifling and I'm going to need you to. Yeah. It's going to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. But we know that it's there to serve you. We know that it's there to serve Girl, you didn't cook that man dinner. You didn't cook that girl. You really didn't cook that man. Child, I ain't cooking that man dinner. That man ain't gonna, that man ain't gonna have to be all right today. What challenged me and pushing me to be greater, not just saying, not co-signing on stuff that you know is bad behavior. Right. It's like, what like is your that? Vi- like your village is gonna buy you some, um, some rub when you ain't trying to cook dinner. So I tell you, so... So Angela bought some seasoning and she said, do you want one? And I said, no, girl, I'm good because my husband is going to expect me to cook. Uh huh. And she went on and purchased the seasoning and I have it at my house. Yes, ma'am. Right now. Yes. Dredge that chicken. All you got to do is dredge the chicken. Dredge that bird right on up. And serve it up to him, honey. And then the man, he had it over on asparagus. So you can dredge everything at the same time. Put a little butter in there, dredge the chicken, dredge the asparagus, throw it on the sheet pan and stick it in the oven. And I bet you it's good on potatoes too. And have one of those sheet pan meals. And see, and what she didn't know is that I passed that table twice earlier in the day. Because I was like, I (laughs) I will not be buying this seasoning. But I walked out the place with the seasoning in my purse. That's right. And because you, your village is going to help in the areas where you need help. Your areas of deficiency. Listen, Cheetah came up with a whole meal. We're going to dredge everything. Asparagus, potatoes, chicken in the oven. 375, 400, little crisp on it. And everybody eating and enjoy. I think that is that is the job of the village. For me, that is important for me. I I need you to be the friend. I need you to be the mirror. I need you to be the accountability partner. And it's a lot. It don't mean you got to do it every day. But it does mean that that's the role. That's a part of the requirement that I'm looking at when I'm evaluating. Are you... Are you, how, are you, are you core friend? Right. And I'm going to look at how you do other people. If you co-sign on other people's foolishness, oh child, you can't be a part of, you can't be in my, you in the no new friends yeah. group. <laughs> <laughs> you going right there. I don't fool with you, I don't category. Because you, you over here co-signing on the fact that she out here acting a fool. Now look, I, just if you're my friend and you're out here, and you're doing something that you don't have no business doing. I'm going to tell you. Does not mean that I am going to cut you off. But I'm certainly going to. I'm not going to say, oh, it's all right because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. No, if I see somebody co-sign. Oh, okay, so you co-sign on foolishness. I'm going to have to. No new friends for you. You right. just lump right over. Because I could be out here making foolish decisions. And you will be the one that won't tell me. Right. Right. You would sit up here and watch me ruin my life and then later say, I don't even know, child. Who knows what happened with, uh-uh, no, so, absolutely not. So then it goes back to why are you here? Back to the evaluating. Wow. 
Are you licking the stamps because you're trying to get something or see something or meet somebody? Why, why are you here? Just because you're here does not necessarily mean that you need to be here in the village. I agree. Yeah. And you know, and here's why I think having a solid village is important. Steve Harvey has this analogy that he talks about where he was like, you know, life is like pulling a wagon up the wheel, up the hill. Have you heard him give that no. analogy? He mm-hmm. tells the story. And he was like, when you're trying to pull, life is, when you're trying to get to your goal, it's like you're on this wagon and you're pulling this wagon up the hill. Now your friends, you want people that's in the wagon, that's not just going to sit on the wagon and say, get us to the top. You want people that's going to get out the wagon because you already pulling the wagon, but they're going to move the rocks out the way and the sticks out the way and uh, and anything that's going to make the wagon get bumpy. They're going to bring you water while you pulling the wagon up the hill. They're going to, if, if it get a flat tire on the wagon, they're going to change the way. You want people that help you as you pull the wagon up the hill. Everybody has a different goal in life. We don't have the same goals. We don't have the same desires. We have our own lane. But if the people that's with you are dragging you down and making the ride harder, child, you can't be in my tribe. Yeah. You cannot be in my... I need people that's clearing the rocks out of the path. That's clearing the... Everybody has to help. Yes. How are you helping my life journey? Are you making my life journey smoother? Or are you making my life journey rougher? If my life journey, if my life's journey is rougher for knowing you, you cannot. We can go and have a few laughs. Right. Right. You are the person I, you, I can laugh with you. But I can't, we can't strive together, baby. Cause, because I think it's, it's, it's important to realize that sometimes people, even people in your village, if they don't see the vision, they may not again, support you in the way that you need to be supported. And that's not because they don't love you. Yeah. That's not because they don't support you. They just don't see it. And I think the beauty in having um, certain people in your village is that it doesn't matter whether they see it or not. They do it because it's you. That's right. Yep. And I think, I think you called out something very good there when you said love. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't love everybody. You love everybody. You love. I love you. I love you. You're a fantastic person. I love you. I, lo- I love you all. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you qualify to be the village. That you are my village. And you may find that you have multiple villages. Yes. Oh, that's good. I may have my professional village. I may have my spiritual village. I may have my, you know, school village. You have different villages, one. And two, you may have different people in your village at different times. And that is okay as well. Just because we've been friends a long time, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in my village. Or just because we work together or we're cool that doesn't necessarily mean that you're in my village either. I say for me personally, my village is made up of folks that I have known for a very long time. Mm. Mainly because it's important to me to keep, to, they help me stay grounded. Because I work in an area where people want to connect. 
And I'm not really clear on why you're trying to be my friend and we just met yesterday. So even my new friends are friends that I've known for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to my friend Sherry the other day and we were trying to figure out how long we've known each other. We've known each other for about 10 years, which is crazy because she's like still like kind of new friend. Yeah. But I've still known her for about 10 years. That when people want to connect because they see where you're going or they think they know where you're heading, you got to be really careful about those people. So they may look like villagers, but they're really, again, just in it for what they can get out of it. And you got to be very careful not to confuse those with the people that really care and support you in the way, again, that you need to be supported. How do you handle when people want to be um, close to you and you don't want them to be? Because people will... Uh, will when I was pastoring, people would be like, I want to be really close to you. And I would openly say, I don't think you'll like me if you really got to know me. If you really got to know me, I don't think, I, I think you like the anointing that you see. But you don't you won't necessarily like the Angela Angela because the Angela Angela is a little bit rough. So <laughs> what you think I'm going to be, I'm going to give you what you see at church. Which is, hey baby, I'm not like that mm -hmm. all the time. When yeah. I'm at home, listen, it's me. That's not, you You don't need to be in that space. So how do you, and I, people would find that statement offensive. It wasn't something that, that was received very well. They felt like it was a rejection of them or whatever their interpretation of it was, because I can't really speak to that. So how do you handle it when people express a desire to be close to you and have a deep relationship with you and you think it? Child, not a chance. <laughs> I I actually don't have those conversations. Like, I've never had anybody have that conversation. Never. Never. But I think it is because I, I'm really not as social as most people think. I'm not the hangout, hang, you know, go to the club. I mean, most people know, like, I'm not a club person. I'm not a hangout at the bars kind of person. So most people I meet, I meet in a professional setting. Yeah. And, and in those settings there's really not that expectation for us to be any closer than we are because i don't really do lunch with people i don't like if i if i'm in a class with you and they're like oh let's all go to lunch i'm like the oh i'll see y'all later <laughs> and then i'll be <laughs> i got an errand to run i'm really not not very open in those situations even when i go to conferences and they go and they hang out afterwards or they go to drinking and one because I don't drink. Yeah. So then it's so then I don't want to sit there at a bar with you for two hours and you're drinking and I'm having Sprite because my friends join me out about it and that's all I need. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so I, I don't really have those type of conversations. Okay, but yeah. what about if someone's a little bit pushy? You never have anybody that's kind of pushy, like, hey, I really want to get to know you. And then I do the, oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drive off? Y'all can see it. She drove off. She drove her car right on off. That's hilarious. Well, okay, that's good. You know, I, I'm, I'm. Well, then that makes me wonder, why do people say that to me? Like, why is that something people say? Because you have that girlfriendness about you. Like, you have that that 
everybody's friendness about you. Really? That's yeah. interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Like when you meet people, you're just so very engaging all the time. Okay. I can receive that. I can see that. I can see that. That's pretty interesting though. All right. Well, next time I'm going to do what you do, I'm going to go, hey, <laughs> drive on off. Okay, yeah. Or, or here's my number. Okay. And, and, it's, and the, reason I'm, the reason I'm quantifying that is because I think, you know, we had a conversation uh, two, uh, in episode two podcast about how my friend Skip does a great job of level setting. Hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't met, but... <laughs> have to have Skip on. <laughs> uh, how my friend Skip really does a great job of level setting expectations. And I have very high expectations of my friends. If I call you friend, I really have a high expectation of you. And um, I mean, it's really high. And people want you really, but I, I, I failed in ever in communicating what my expectation of you really was you know i i never i never really quantified that to anyone so when he did that when when my friend skip and i have a guy friend named skip and what he did was for every level of our friendship as our friendship grew he would say okay angela we're getting a little bit closer and this is my expectation of what what that means at this level okay Angela, we're getting a little bit closer and this is what that means as we get a little bit closer and he really slow walked me and let me know every step of the way what as he revealed more of himself, what it meant to him and what he expected of me and what I could expect of him in return. Now, I didn't do that with any of my friendships, but I had those expectations in the back of my mind that people didn't know. And I actually had a guy friend say to me once, he said, I love you so much, but the cost to be your friend is too high. You expect too much. And I, I don't think of friendship in that manner. Now, for me personally, that felt like a slap in the face because you certainly was willing to receive all of the goodness that I was willing to give. But then when the requirement and I came back and said, hey, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that in our friendship in the name of friendship. And they was like, well, I didn't ask you to do that. Mm-hmm. I felt completely betrayed. And later on, they said, you know, you were one of the best friends I could have ever had, but... I just, I don't, I don't know how to be that type of friend. So for me, there would have been value had I said all along, okay, now you do know as we get closer, this is my expectation. You do know as we get closer, I expect X, Y, and Z. These are my, this is my definition. And if you have relationships out there where you're expecting people to perform in a particular manner and you're hurt and disappointed because people are not, they may not even know that this is an expectation that you have. That is so true. And you haven't communicated it. And if you know that you're a person that expects a lot, like I expect a lot, then you need to, you need to be vocal. Because the one thing Skip has done is let me know he expects a lot and I can expect a lot from him and I know exactly what to expect. Right. And that's, that's, that's very interesting because, you know, when I look at my own life and my own village or villages in my life, you know, I come from a very large family. Mm. 
on my dad's side, my grandmother had 13 kids. And on my mom's side, I believe it's eight of them. (laughs) Yes. So a lot of kids. So for a long time, I didn't have friends outside of my family. Mm. My oldest friend is my sister. And even when I go back, most of the friends that I have now, I met when I was 13, 14. Okay. And then friends that I've met after that probably was in my early 20s. And they were friends of my friends. And then we became friends. I don't have a lot of just random friends that I just, you know, met maybe in the workplace or, you know, from school. I mean, I do have those friends, but a lot of my really close friends are people that I've met. I met a very long time ago. Mm -hmm. And you just grow experience. We've said experience is a better teacher than any of us. So you grow and you go through these, these situations and you start to establish the boundaries in those friendships. Yes. So then when you meet people as adults, you either don't form as close friendships with them or you do what, what you say Skip has done and says, well, this is my expectation of you at this point. Because it's always crazy to me when I, when I see people who start working at a, a place and they become fast friends Child. and it's like, you don't have any other friends outside of this because again... You know, my closest friends, I met when I was like 13, 14, 12, 10, back then. And, and and Facebook makes it so easy. Social media makes it so easy to stay connected to those people. It does. Where our parents may have made friends at their workplaces because those are the only ones that they could engage with easily. Yeah. Where now, you know, you can go find your best friend from kindergarten. And see, mine are college and and you guys right after college because I met you all right after college. So that came for me in the college years because I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey, Memphis 10. I I lived in Memphis and my friends in Memphis, once I left Memphis, we didn't have Facebook. MySpace came, yeah. (laughs) You date yourself. You date yourself. Somebody back in talking about what is MySpace. (laughs) MySpace came years and years later. And so I still have the ones that we uh, we we kind of see each other on Facebook, those high school connections, but it's not what it used to be. So mine is primarily my college friends and you all that I met right after college that have carried me through. That are my, those are my village. That's yeah. my village friends. Those are my village. It's, those are my village friends. It's just really um, interesting to me now how how people, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm sometimes taken aback when people want to connect. Like I'm instantly, I instantly have a wall up. Like, what is this? What do you want from me? Because I'm just not used to engaging people in that way. Mm-hmm. And I've shared, shared on the podcast that I have two categories or had two categories of folks, friends or I don't fool with you. Mm-hmm. And I had to create this new category. It's in between because there are people there that it is, they may be a part of your village on the peripheral. Yeah. You know, your, 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 the folks that advocate for you, your supporters, those kind of people. And it's necessary for you to maintain relationships with them as well. And it takes effort. You know, it, it doesn't does. just, it doesn't happen. And I, and I think because we live in the society of social media, where you have 1,151 friends on Facebook and you have, you know, 4,000 followers on on Instagram, it gives the illusion 
a village. But who are those folks that you can really count on when you need, when you need them, not necessarily just when they need you? That's right. Who are those folks? And you have to identify who those people are. So guys, do you know who your village is? You should know who your village is. You should understand. And and hopefully they understand your expectations around friendships. If they don't, I encourage you. Now, this is something I have always said. You can always condition. You can always recondition and reestablish expectations and clarify boundaries at any time for any relationship. Clarify if you need clarification. Know who your village is. But I would say this. In you knowing who your village is, don't forget that it is just important, just as important for you to be that for other people. Oh, that's good. Don't yeah. ask for stuff you know you're not going to give. Right. Because <laughs> I, I see this thing on Facebook all the time and it's, you know, your friends start a business and you don't support. And I always wonder, well, how many of those people that now that you're on the receiving end of the support, you on your soapbox, but how many folks were you supporting and liking and sharing and doing all of that stuff for before you became the beneficiary. That's what I'll, I always say. Before you start talking about somebody being a friend to you, you need to check to see what type of friend you've been to them. Start there. Start with what type of friend you are. Before you start coming up with your standards, look at what what you're doing. Right. Start, start with the man in the mirror. Because you cannot expect from your village what you're not willing to give to your village. If you know that you're going to be trifling, don't go demand to somebody else not be trifling. Is this thing on? <laughs> right. Because it be the most trifling headphones. Trifling. It be the most triflings. They always got something to say. With all the standards, the one is not going to be there first. With all the requirements and demands, and honey, you looking for them in the daylight with a flashlight. Where you? Where, where are you? But you know what? It's, where, are you there? So, so I was talking to, uh, we have a friend, Ingrid, and I was talking to Ingrid the other day. And I was telling her that when people are overly critical, to me, that's the key indicator that they have no idea what it takes to do anything. Come on here. The all you got to do is, folks, have no idea. They have no idea. Or the ones that's, that's, that's constantly fixing something. Yes. You got all the answers. Because people that know how hard it is to do whatever it is will give you grace. Yes, they They will. They will understand. Yes, they will. Oh, it wasn't perfect, but I know, ooh, that's hard. Yes. Yes, because they understand the struggle. They understand the struggle and they will, ooh, you girl, listen, I'm having a whole Holy Ghost moment. (laughs) I done turned around in the seat. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm over here bucking, for real. Because that is so true. The people that know how hard it is to launch anything, to try anything, to ex- to be vulnerable. The vulnerability, the, 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 what it takes to take the risk, to try. The people that know what that is... They will encourage you, yep. even if they, even when they give you feedback. Yes. it's not criticism. Yes, it's feedback. It's that's great. That was a great for the first time shot. 
you might want to try this and this for the second time shot. Oh, oh, what you're doing is awesome. I love what you're doing. Try this, try that. They're going to give you feedback. It's the folk that's doing nothing in the cheap seats, honey. Got all the mouth in the world. Not yes. trying anything. Don't want to do anything. Child, not village. No. That's not village. No. And you know what you do? You look at them and nod your head and say, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Because you're responsible for who you allow in your space. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're brilliantly owning self and success. And a part of owning self is owning who you allow in your space and the influence that you allow them to have in your life. Don't have folk influence in your life that have no buy-in. Exactly. They have no buy-in even in their own lives. In their own lives. Yeah. Their own life a trash and miss. Because some because people cannot give to you more than what they give to themselves. I had to learn that the hard way. Ooh, about to run, y'all. Yes. About to run. Yes. If they giving themselves minimum, why are you expecting the maximum from them? And it's not gonna be because you giving them the maximum because they gonna take it. The question is, <laughs> she done lost me, y'all up in here having a full Holy Ghost fit. And for those people, you give them grace, you wish them well, but they, un but you have to understand that they may not be a part of the village. I'm in the heavenlies. <laughs> Heavenlies, oh my God, you said that. She just shut that down for the last few minutes. Yeah. yeah. Woo. Mm. That's, yes. Honey, where's the offering? What's your cash <laughs> app, boo? You need a cash app for that one. That was, listen. Listen, I came for that. I found, ooh. Mm, hallelujah. Get free in here today. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. That was that was so good for me. Mm. Mm. That was good. Close us out. I'm gone. <laughs> well, we Ooh. hope that you spend this next week working on your village, pruning your village, and making sure that you are a good villager for somebody else, a good support for somebody else. Well, while Angela's still in the in the heavens. She's still basking. <laughs> yes, she is. Basking in the rhema. I just hope that you guys um, get something from, from what we are sharing because Angela hit on it that it does take a level of vulnerability to sit here and share on these topics. And we just hope that you're getting as much from it as we are. <sighs> Until next week, this, this is Boss. This is ball.